Welcome to the Fordham IPLJ podcast with your online editor, Anthony Zangrillo. This week I'm here with staff member, Wes Benner, and also we have special guest, Jeff Cohen. Uh, Jeff Cohen is an entertainment law attorney and former child actor. You may know him from his role as Chunk in the 1985 cult film, The Goonies. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great. So, uh, you know, entertainment law is a is, is, is a very niche area of the law, but I understand it, you know, still uh, covers other aspects of the law as well, uh, rather competitive to get involved with. So we're very interested in talking to you, one, about your experience, but also about uh, some of the tips you may have for law students uh, right now who may be interested in going into uh, entertainment law. So talk to us about how you went from being a child actor to entertainment attorney and what sort of motivated you into uh, to going to law school. Sure. I, I think like many others in law school, it was a lack of any other viable <laughs> options. There's no, all the other uh, fun things were done. Um, no, I know, you know, I was a kid actor, grew up in LA. Um, everything was cool. Hit puberty, uh, went from being a cute little kid to being, <laughs> you know, less of a cute, uh, you know, a teenager, uh, and had to figure something out. So in my case, uh, the guy who directed me in the film The Goonies is a guy named Richard Donner, who's a really great guy and, and an amazing director and amazing producer. And, um, you know, he directed Superman and The Omen and All the Lethal Weapons and, uh, him and his wife, Lauren Schuler Donner, who's an amazing producer. You know, they produced all the X-Men films and things like that. So Dick, uh, basically, Dick Donner took me under his wing, and I started working uh, for him as a production assistant at Warner Brothers, and I learned about different areas of the entertainment industry when I was in high school. So I learned about what the marketing people do at the studio, and what the, you know, what the attorneys do at the studio, what the accounting people do at the studio. Um, so I kind of learned about the different areas of show business. Um, I went to Berkeley undergrad, and then I kind of... I knew I wanted to do something in show business, but I didn't know precisely what it was. Um, and I knew that a lot of, you know, people in the entertainment industry, whether they were producers or agents or, or studio executives um, or attorneys, um, of course, uh, you know, all had a legal background. Um, politics was also interesting to me. So that's, that's another reason why I wanted to go to law school. And then when I went to law school at UCLA, um, I, uh, you know, Got a job working at Universal Studios in the television department with some of the attorneys over there, um, and learned kind of what entertainment lawyers do, and thought it was pretty cool. Right, you know, and you touched on something that I think is so relevant—the uh, experience that you got uh, being a child actor, the access that you had to people. You mentioned Richard Donner. Uh, so, for folks who you know aren't child actors themselves, but may want to get may want to get some experience in the motion picture and film industry, what uh, do you suggest to them about going about and getting that experience? Well, I think the most important thing <laughs> is buy my book, uh, <laughs> published by the American Bar Association, Shame mm -hmm. book. published by the American Bar Association. Uh, we, we released it um, 20, in 2015. Uh, it's called The Dealmaker's Ten Commandments, and you can get it on Amazon. Again, it's uh, by Jeff Cohen, The Dealmaker's Ten Commandments, um, and uh, you know there's you can get the you know the hardcover or the Kindle or the audio book. If you want me to read it to you, I'll actually read it to you. Um, but that book is basically kind of talks about my journey a little bit and kind of how I became an entertainment lawyer, and then also it provides my kind of ten commandments for you know how do you you know negotiate a deal, how do you manage crisis. Um, how do you, uh, you know, kind of negotiate the, 
you know, kind of the the rough uh, times that will you know be ahead of you uh, when when you're an attorney. So um, I would say most important buy my book, uh, Dealmaker <laughs> Statements, and that'll kind of give you my kind of macro take on on being an entertainment lawyer and you know just a lawyer and a business person generally. Um, I, I would say a distant second to that is getting work experience is really important. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're a production assistant or if you are, you know, a legal assistant or, uh, you know, just an assistant or just on set or something, um, you know, or working at an entertainment law firm or the studio or something. Um, it's important to have some kind of experience and interaction on the job, I think, before you really jump into it to say, hey, is this something you know, that is interesting to me. Do I like the people who do this? Is this something that I actually want to do with my life? Because I think being an entertainment lawyer, um, you know, in practice, you know, is probably something different I think a lot of people have kind of in their mind. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that additionally, um, you should read what people in the, in, well, you know, if you want to be in show business, you should read what people in show business read, um, just like any industry. So you can kind of see what, oh, you know, what are the lawyers, uh, the execs or the agents in entertainment reading, so you can kind of, you know, understand the culture. So in, in entertainment, that would be everything from Variety to The Hollywood Reporter to Billboard to Deadline. Um, and of course, TMZ. We all have our TMZ out here. Um, right. So I think kind of reading what people read in your business, that's really important. And then, um, you, you know, for me, what was very helpful in kind of building my law firm and, and kind of doing my thing was studying the biographies of, of really successful entertainment. Uh, you know, there's not really, there, there's a few entertainment lawyer ones, but it, it's more, um, it's more kind of entertainment business people. So, you know, reading up on everyone from, you know, there's a book called The Operator about David Geffen, which is great. Um, there's a book by the, the manager, producer, Bernie Brillstein, which is, um, you know, you're no one in Hollywood until someone wants you dead. That's the title of that. That's a great book. Um, there's a book about Mike Ovitz called Ovitz that's really interesting. You know, there's a book about uh, um, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg called Keys, Keys to the Kingdom, uh, which is really good. So I think there's a lot of great books out there to kind of read and say, hey, you know, this is kind of what this industry is all about. Is it something that is interesting to me? Well, they thank you for those plugs. And <laughs> sure. like, I really, I really hear a lot of um, ex exposure in those experiences as well to the industry. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't think there's any... You know, I don't think there's kind of any substitute for just actually showing up. You know, there's that saying, you know, 90% of success is showing up. So whatever your business is, you got to show up. You have to be there because um, you don't know what will happen if you show up, but you know what will happen if you don't show up, which is nothing. Yeah, and I, I think you touched on something so great. Like when I think about being an entertainment lawyer right now in law school, I think of, you know, representing those famous celebrities, maybe attending a few movie premieres, an exciting, glamorous life. There's perception and there, there's reality. So maybe you could walk us through some of that and, and, and define what an entertainment law attorney actually does. Sure. Um, there is... It's interesting. There's a, just just like salamanders, there are many species of, uh, of entertainment uh, lawyers. Um, the first split is transactional versus litigation. So I, I, I'm a transactional entertainment attorney. I have a firm called Cohen Gardner, uh, based in Beverly Hills, that I founded back in '02. Um, and what we do here is we'll represent, you know, uh, production companies and actors and writers and directors and digital artists um, and negotiate their deals. 
So a transactional entertainment attorney will focus on actually doing deals. Uh, a litigation entertainment attorney will kind of litigate, uh, you know, matters that are you know important to people in entertainment. So that'll be everything from breach of contract to you know intellectual property matters, things like that. So the first split is: Are you transactional or are you a litigator? Within um, and of course, you know, my expertise is not is not litigation, so I'll let somebody else speak to that. Then on the transactional side, there's a lot of subspecies under there. Um, you know, there's an attorney, which we call a business affairs attorney, which would be an attorney at a studio or a production company um, or, or a tech company that kind of negotiates deals on behalf of their client, which is the company. Um, you know, within the firm side, do you focus on music? Do you focus on television? Do you focus on film? Um, do you focus on licensing? Um, and so, so there's basically within transactional, there's kind of a bunch of subspecies based upon kind of what your what your area of, of expertise is. All right, and you know, you mentioned uh, you you are co-owner of your own practice, a partner there, been going at this for about fifteen years. Um, yep. Have you noticed any significant changes uh, in that area of the profession? What sort of issues are are quite hot right now? Sure. Um, the it's interesting. I mean, I, I I love entertainment um, in part because it's it's always changing. You know, uh, I mean, the way people consume their content now is much different than they did five years ago, and that was much different than they did five years before that. So, a big issue right now is kind of you know people moving away from traditional cable outlets and and you know cable channels or network channels and moving to Netflix moving to Amazon, moving to Hulu, uh, moving to YouTube. So kind of this, this migration of people actually watching a lot more content because you're always watching it on your phone, but now watching it in different ways. And that really kind of is a paradigm shift in, in far, as far as, you know, how you, you know, compensate someone and, and kind of how these deals are, are calculated. Um, so I would say that, you know, that's uh, very much a, a, you know, a hot issue right now. All right. Um, you know, to sort of sum all this up, because I know we, we said we wouldn't take up too much of your time, if you could identify five tips, just rapid fire tips for any law student who's interested in pursuing a career sort of following in your footsteps in entertainment law, what would they be? Well, number one, again, most important, <laughs> by People Makers 10 Commandments on Amazon.com by Jeff Cohen. Got again, it. if you don't buy it, I mean, then just uh, forget about it. Forget yeah. about show business. Go home. Go home. Take your dreams and go home. Um, so that's number one. Number two, and I, I would say this is for everyone uh, in law school, um, you have to ask yourself, you know, what do I want? And that's whether you want to do entertainment or something else. You, you know, there's this saying by um, Herbert Bayard Swope, which is, you know, I don't know the secret of success, but I know the secret of failure, trying to make everyone else happy. And I think, you know, a lot of law students, myself included at the time, we kind of go through this linear you know, kind of path of kind of, you know, you please your high school teachers, you please your college teachers, you please your, uh, you know, law school professors, um, you just kind of keep going on this path. But once you graduate um, and, you know, you're kind of beyond your first job out, then it's the Wild West. Then, you know, your North Star is what do I really want? What's meaningful to me? So I think you have to really ask yourself, you know, hey, what do I care about? What's meaningful to me? How do I want to spend my time? I think that's a fundamental idea. Um, 
also, um, as I said previously, getting work experience is really important in whatever you want to do. Uh, it's, you know, and, and kind of while you're in law school, um, if you have the time or over the summer or whatever, you know, you know, kind of being able to get some experience in the industry you want to spend your life in is helpful. Um, also, as I said previously, kind of reading what people in your industry read. That's important. Uh, and then if you want to do entertainment, um, you know, I, making sure you study the right classes. So uh, in law school, that's everything from contracts to tax to corporations to, I mean, if, if your school does have, you know, entertainment guilds or any, any sort of entertainment production related, uh, you know, you know, related uh, classes, that would be great. Well, that's outstanding. Before we let you go, a couple quick Goonie questions. Sure. How often do you get the truffle shuffle joke anymore? Well, it's funny. I, it, you know, the last time I did this, it's funny that uh, I can't truffle shuffle because I used to be chunk, <laughs> now I'm a hunk, way too fit. There's no, I lack the capacity to do an awesome truffle shuffle because I'm too pretty, too skinny and pretty now. Yeah. Um, it's funny that the only time, the, the last time I did the truffle shuffle uh, was when I was when I was at Berkeley as an undergrad and I was a mic man, which is kind of like a cheerleader for the, for the football team and the basketball team. And like the first time I got up there in front of the student section, so like thousands of kids in the student section, um, when I was ready to do my go bears, you know, Berkeley cheers, uh, they, they, it just happened that people just started yelling out and chanting truffle, shuffle, truffle, shuffle. And the band actually would pound the drums, truffle, shuffle. So I realized after kind of, you know, uh, not doing the truffle shuffle for a decade or so. I was like, well, if I don't do it now, I'm probably going to get murdered or something. So I really should do it, or these guys are going to, you know, have a riot. So basically, at the end of every football game in the fourth quarter, it became a tradition when I was Mike Man that everyone would start chanting truffle shuffle, and then I would raise my arms, quiet the audience, do the truffle shuffle, and everyone would go nuts. So wow. I guess that was the last time. None of that's on YouTube now, huh? Uh, <laughs> you know, that was, thank God, that was pre-YouTube, man. Exactly. I graduated Berkeley in 96 when the world was young, so uh, <laughs> well, yeah, thank God. No, no no, YouTube back then. Yeah, saving grace. Well, listen, Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, we enjoyed having you on. Well, thank you for having me, and best of luck. All right. Thank you. Take care. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.